Welcome to the Inside the Boards podcast, the podcast dedicated to helping you learn to think like a question writer so you can study smarter, not harder, and succeed in medical school. Hi, everyone. Welcome to another question dissection brought to you by Inside the Boards. This is happy hour with Swati and Eva, where studying is fun and not overdone. I'm Swati. How are you doing today, Eva? Hey, Swati. I am doing great. Thank you so much for having me on. And let's dissect this question. Like Swati said, guys, studying is fun and never overdone when you're here with us at ITB. Awesome. So what do you have for us today, Eva? I have this case that actually you wrote. It's about informed consent for a minor. I'm excited to read this case for you guys. So Swati, whenever you're ready, I'm just going to start reading here. You good? Go for it. All right. So here you go, guys. A six-year-old boy is brought to the ED, emergency department that is, by ambulance because he was involved in a motor vehicle collision. The father, who was the driver, was also brought to the emergency department for treatment with a Glasgow coma scale of 15. The child's vitals are unstable. So we have a BP of 91 over 48, heart rate of 127, respiration rate 23. FAST reveals free fluid in the peritoneal cavity in the child. The child's family are practicing Jehovah's Witnesses. Ding, 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 guys. Just keep that in mind. The ER physician determines the child needs immediate surgery and will require a blood transfusion. The father gives consent for the surgery, but denies consent for the transfusion. What is the best appropriate next step in the treatment of this child? Now, we have four options. And just start thinking, guys. So A, try to contact the mother because the father is unable to provide informed consent due to having a Glasgow score of 15. B, proceed to immediate surgery and transfuse as needed because this is an emergent situation. C, abide by the father's wishes since he has decision-making capacity and proceed only with the surgery and not the transfusion. D, obtain a court order to overrule the father's decision. All right, Swathi, I'll let you take it away. All right, Eva. So let's see what key points, what key findings did we get from this question stem? So first we see that it's a six-year-old child. So this is a minor patient. So now we're thinking, okay, informed consent has to come from a parent. Then we see that physical exam shows unstable vitals. What did we see in physical exam? The blood pressure was hypotensive, 91 over 48. The heart rate was tachycardic, 127. The respiratory rate was tachypnic, 23. The free fluid in the peritoneal cavity from the FAST exam also tells us that this is now a surgical emergency. Next, we have that the patient's families are Jehovah's Witnesses. That needs to throw off like red lights, flashing lights in our head. Whenever we see a characteristic describing the patient, we have to ask ourselves, why are they putting this in there? Is this going to help us with our answer choice? But this patient is a Jehovah's Witness, so we need to start thinking about issues with blood products, blood transfusions, those kinds of things. The emergency physician determines that the patient will need surgery and a transfusion. Now, the last big thing here is the father only consents to the surgery, but not the transfusion. In our option choices, we did have an answer option choice C, that says proceed only with the surgery and not the transfusion. When you see the words 
only, all, none, these kinds of things. That should also be a red flag to you. That should not be your go-to answer choice unless you've been able to eliminate all the other ones. So based on everything that we've seen, this patient is young, but it is an emergency situation. So we need to go ahead and treat this patient immediately. So based off of that, our best option for the correct answer choice would be option choice B, proceed to immediate surgery and transfuse as needed because this is an emergent situation. Now, going a little bit further into the explanation, so parents generally provide consent for a minor. However, there are exceptions to this rule, one of them being a life-threatening emergency. This child's vitals are unstable and he has free fluid in the abdomen. Surgery and transfusion are necessary life-saving treatments. The parents cannot deny life-saving treatments for their child for any reason, including religious grounds. Refusal of treatment is only acceptable if it does not pose serious risk or harm to the child. Furthermore, informed consent is always implied in an emergency, and life-saving interventions should never be withheld while trying to obtain consent. Attempting to contact the mother or getting a court order to get consent would only delay the child from receiving these life-saving procedures and treatments. It's important to remember that in any scenario, a physician is not required to get permission from a hospital administrator, ethics committee, or court order in an emergency situation. On COMLEX, USMLE exams, board exams, any type of medical school exams, seeking approval from authority boards such as admins, is almost never the correct choice. So Eva, I know this was a lot. Do you mind going back through and explaining some of the concepts we just talked about? Oh, of course, guys. This is what I'm here to do. So I know that Swathi went over a lot of lot of concepts and I know you guys are just like, wow, like I need to get all that stuff down. So I'll repeat it again. So one of the things that she had mentioned, number one, informed consent for a minor. So generally they're provided by the parents. Okay, guys? And exceptions, are like life-threatening emergencies. Parents cannot, cannot, cannot withhold life-saving treatment for any reason, including religious grounds. So a parent withholding life-saving treatment for a minor is considered child abuse. The state has an obligation for the welfare of the child, and that supersedes the parent's wishes. And lastly, parents can refuse treatment if there is no serious harm to the child. One of the things we will talk about later when we talk about ethics is related to vaccines. I know this is a very hot topic, so I'm not going to get too into it, but that is one of those things that they can refuse treatment. And then informed consent in emergency. So one of the things that Swathi had mentioned is that informed consent is implied in an emergency situation, which this case was. So don't delay treatment in order to get consent in a life-threatening emergency. I think that is pretty self-explanatory there. Physicians don't need an authority board to give them permission in emergency. All right, guys. So let's look at a few more concepts that she had covered. Now she had mentioned vital signs in the physical exam. So when you see unstable vital signs, blood pressure, in this case, it was hypotensive, 90 over 60. Or if you see vital signs, 140 over 90, if they're above, that's also unstable. Heart rate, if they're below 60 or over 100. Respiration rate, if they're below 12 or over 20. O2 saturation, if it's below 95, these are all unstable. Surgical emergency indicators, what are some of these things? Free fluid in the body, air under the diaphragm, abdominal guarding, rigidity, rebound tenderness. 
And then you have what Swati talked about, the Glasgow Coma Scale. Now, they will always say that in the vignette. So you have to remember what these numbers mean. So the lower limit of Glasgow Coma Scale is three and the upper limit is 15. 13 to 15 implies mild traumatic brain injury. 9 to 12 implies moderate traumatic brain injury. Equivalent to 8 or under implies severe traumatic brain injury. All right, guys. And for the last little bit, for these little test-taking skills, on USMLE, complex exams, seeking approval from an authority board is almost never the correct choice. And Swati had mentioned that earlier. So admin, court order, ethics committee, there are some exceptions, but again, for the majority, it's never the correct choice. So option choices that include all or nothing adjectives, such as only, always, none, all, are usually not the correct choice either. So keep that in mind when you're picking these answers. If you if these words like only, always, none, all statements are presenting it in the answer choice, kind of keep that in mind and try to eliminate all the other answers before you go and eliminate that one right away. All right, Swati, I think that was a lot of information. Thank you so much for writing this question, sharing it with all of our listeners. I had a lot of fun learning today. I don't know about you guys, but I had a lot of fun with you, Swati. I had a lot of fun with you too, Eva. Thank you so much for helping me dissect this question. And as always, thank you guys for listening and keep following us on all socials at Inside the Boards on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube at Boards Insider on Twitter. We will catch you guys next time. Can't wait to keep learning with you. Thanks, Eva. Thanks, Swati. See y'all next time. <laughs>